Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to this episode on Inflow Radio. My special guest star surfer today is clairvoyant, intuitive counselor, and writer, Julia Stone Street. She's going to let us see inside the mind of her psychic world, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things having to do with the psychic surf. And uh, so, hello, Juliet. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad you're here surfing the psychic ways with us today. I'm glad to. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I know. We always have so much fun. So how would you describe the surf today for you? Well, today I've been fortunate to just be at home doing little domestic chores. So it seems very quiet here. Not a lot of big waves. That's good. That's really good. There actually are maverick waves breaking off the coast of um, San Francisco right now. So uh, there's a lot of surf going on in this side of the country. That's for sure. Really big. Uh, 40-foot waves. Um, But one of the things we're going to talk about today is what happens when, you know, other surfers like yourself kind of jump into your space or they jump on your wave and they kind of get in your way of uh, what you kind of want to do in the world and kind of what do psychic folks do about it? And so um, Julie and I have had many talks about, you know, people getting in our space and what that means. But Julia, maybe you could sort of describe it for yourself. Like, what does that mean when somebody says, oh, they're in my space? Well, to me, it means that whatever your plan was, or what you thought was a good idea, suddenly your idea disappears, or your idea gets sort of taken over by some other idea. And I'm making it sound very intellectual, but I like that. It could also be feelings, like you feel a certain way about something and then your feelings sort of shift. I think the way we can tell whether it's us or somebody else's energy is that somebody else's energy doesn't feel right, you know? So you're making a decision, you're trying to choose something, you pick something, it doesn't quite feel right. You might want to stop and ask yourself, is there somebody else who has energy in this decision or as a stakeholder in this situation who might have some energy in here with me that's kind of distorting my own clarity, my own ability to just pick what's going to be right for me. I think some of us are so sort of, I want to use the word porous, like we're just so psychic. We're just so melted into the energy around us that We don't even know we're doing it. We've been doing it our whole lives. We've been maybe accommodating other people, not very consciously. I think psychic people don't like conflict that much or they don't they don't necessarily rush towards, you know, a volatile situation because psychic people are sensitive and maybe they do make these little compromises a lot to sort of avoid some bigger explosion of energy 
And I think that's, <laughs> that's kind of like me. Yeah. One of the <laughs> ways that we, yeah. we get controlled is by this fear of having to defend our turf, you know, like I'll just, I'll just give a little ground here. I'll give a little ground here, you know, because I don't want to get into a situation where I have to defend or fight for my space. And yet if we don't have our space, you know, our quality of life isn't as good. We're not going to feel as fulfilled. So why not fight for your space? Why not? It doesn't have to be volatile. You know, the word fight kind of has a lot of energy in it, but you know, defend your turf, be willing to fight for your energy space. Yeah. I think, I think that actually that word fight actually speaks more to me than somebody saying just establish a boundary. Um, because I think most of us out there that are intuitive and sensitive and psychic, um, we're playing around with boundaries constantly, like you were saying before, all the time, every moment. And so, yeah, you're going to give up your space a little bit so some to accommodate something else happening in front of you. But um, sometimes you do have to sort of put your foot down and, and kind of stand your ground. And it is a little bit of a, a fight for... Um, which energy is the energy you personally want to be in. Um, And I think I just found over the many years or decades (laughs) that I have to uh, really kind of monitor that for myself all the time. And sometimes I forget that that's what uh, I need to be doing. And then I come back to my space and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have an aura. I have a body. (laughs) I have my own life. There's things going on in my life right now that I really like, and I'm going to, you know, encourage that more. And so it's kind of like coming back to your space. So, yeah, could you talk about that, Julia? Well, just like, just like you have to clean your house sometimes, and then it gets messy again. Our physical energy space is similar. Like, we have to come back and tidy up. Like, it doesn't stay tidy. You can't lock up the the energy space and like leave and come back and everything's the same there's there's so much movement all the time there's so much energy being exchanged all the time so um i do think it is a bit of a fight because maybe sometimes we feel like gosh i feel like i'm doing this all the time i'm cleaning this space i'm i'm keeping it tidy i'm putting what i want in here i'm taking other stuff out why do i have to spend so much time it's like well because I think one of the big amazing things about the human experience is that nothing stays the same. There's constant movement. And so that's probably one of the big things we're working on by being here is like, how do I deal with that? Things are always changing. I have to adjust. I have to tidy up, move this, get rid of that, you know, create more of this. And it's, this is not a reality for people who like to chill out, I don't think. I think it's pretty demanding and you got to stay on your toes. And when you, you know that your stuff is not tidy. Okay. You know, your space has been taken over when you wake up and find yourself engaged in all kinds of things that you realize, what am I doing? I have, I'm not interested in this. I don't even like this. You know, we get swept away. And and when we try to fight back and, and assert ourselves like, no, 
you know, I really don't want to join that committee or whatever. Like, it's just not, that's not going to be for me. Um, there's tremendous pressure to succumb. I feel like, you know, everybody knows how to play the psychic person. Like, they know how to <laughs> bend that person into a pretzel. Uh, yes, I, yeah, I'd like to kind of expand on this topic a little bit more. I, I do think um, there have been times when I thought that the other person across from me, whatever they were asking me to do, um, when I probably thought I had already gone above and beyond whatever it was I was supposed to be doing, that they somehow knew to say the right words to get me to, you know, comply or do more or uh, commit more to whatever the project was in front of me. And it's just like, how does that person know how to sort of pull these different threads of energy that are going to get me to do what they want to do instead of me saying, Hey, I'm going to do this today. And I'm going to do this for me. That seems like so far away. Um, I know. And I mean, it can, it can get, it can get really unpleasant if it's like, unfortunately a loved one, they seem to know all the doors and, you know, I've had people shame me or, you know, just try to make me feel guilty, you know, try to get a reaction, try to make, I mean, and it's kind of like going back to the house cleaning metaphor. Like, you can ignore your space, and you can take on all kinds of energy. And you can even, you know, have a good time with it. Why not, you know? But uh, at some point, it's like we have those moments of clarity, like, where we just wake up, and we, we see see all this complicated stuff, and how we've, you know, played into it. And uh, that can be painful, too. You know, kind of, if, if you're not willing to say to yourself, yeah, okay, I, I indulged in that, you know, like I played that game and have a laugh, but there are moments where it's kind of like, what have I been doing? Uh, why did I get into this line of work? I mean, maybe <laughs> that was my mom and it was her idea and I went all the way and I've been doing this for 15 years. You know, that, that, that can get painful where you kind of feel like I really gave away a lot in this one area of my life or I stayed in this relationship for many, many years, and maybe I should have, you know, split off from it, but I could not get that energy cleaned up or get it, get enough space from it to even see, like, I don't really want to be here. This isn't for me. Yeah. So how, how do you know when somebody's in your space and you sort of said it before, but like in those sort of longer term, um, interactions we have with like groups of friends or relationships, um, family, uh, relationships, like how do you know when it's not you? I think it's been so long. you know, when you're not feeling good and it's really as simple as that. Now there is a different kind of not feeling good that has to do with pushing yourself out of your comfort zone or trying something new. You know, there's that feels uncomfortable too, but I think that kind of discomfort is sort of exhilarating. It's terrifying and exhilarating, but like the discomfort of having someone else's energy in your space is like the discomfort of like a dull discomfort. Like an it's uncomfortable. You can kind of live with it. It there's nothing, you know, really shocking about it enough to really 
push you out. Yeah. yeah. It's just this, this, this sort of malaise with your life. Like, I don't really like that. I'm not waking up feeling excited. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have very much to look forward to. I mean, I guess I'm kind of describing depression, really. Well, I think the psychic experience certainly has a lot of uh, different avenues that uh, you can go down. And I think depression could be one of them um, because it's not your energy that you're dealing with. And it makes you depressed when you're having this other person in your space all the time. So, so let's talk about like kind of how, so let's say a person has identified, oh, something's in my space. You know, it's just kind of the big generic, not feeling good. I wake up all mad and angry, don't know why. So something must be in my space. So when you get to that point, then, you know, there's lots of tools that you can use to kind of change your space. So maybe you could describe the sort of changing your space. Well, for me, and something I've always recommended to people is uh, to try to find some activity you love and do it. You know, and that's why for some people, if they love painting, the act of painting can be a real meditation for them, a real way to reconnect with their own, like, self. You know, for some people, that's yoga. For some people, that might be mountain biking. For some people, that might be needlepoint. For some people, that might be singing. You know, so in a very simple way, I think the more we engage in things we really enjoy, the more we space we make to have more of our energy and to have even more of what we enjoy. And then there's, of course, some real, I want to say, technical meditation techniques where you literally picture someone's energy draining out of your space. You know, you can do that, too. Um, but for people who haven't taken any classes like that or maybe don't have that kind of support, you know, to me, it's just like do something you enjoy, you know. And, and what happens in our lives when we aren't sort of in the flow of our own energy? The first thing we stop doing is all the stuff we love doing. Yeah. I know. Um, there's something to be said about um, what else those creative blocks might be telling us. Yeah, writer's block or, you know, you haven't picked up a paintbrush in a really long time or you just have no enthusiasm for singing yet, you know, you grew up, you know, singing in choirs and stuff. So it it seems like um, this kind of constant kind of coming back to some sort of center point within yourself, um, kind of back to what your energy is. So how would you... Uh, describe getting someone out of your space for someone who hasn't had the full-blown you know meditation class and healing class and all that kind of stuff what would what would you say on the fly on the radio out there in the world what could you do really fast well I think I think a big part of it is just even recognizing like this just isn't me like this this just this decision or the way I'm handling this situation or my ideas about this situation, this just does not feel like me. I think sometimes we get a little wound up, like wanting to know all the details, like, Mm -hmm. well, then who is it and where they come from and why, you know, and that's fun. And that is entertaining. 
but that's <laughs> not really going to. That's not doing it. Just the yeah. identification and the classification and the phylum and <laughs> right, like that's, the picture that's, you took of that. That's sort yeah. of a tangent. Like you can go yeah. on that road, but it's not really going to get you to your destination. Ultimately, it's 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 a distraction. You know, it's a it's sort of a game. Mm-hmm. But for me, the number one thing is just like, this is just isn't my energy. I don't need to know who it is or where it came from or what it's doing here, or what the agenda is. I simply have to recognize like, this isn't me. Um, I like to work a lot with color. So I try to imagine my own energy as a color. It can change. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the same color all the time. But let's say I want to be turquoise today. So then one way that I try to manage my own space is just, I'm just going to fill up my whole space with this color. And by, by you sort of, you know, putting that into the universe, like I want this right there. I'm already kind of moving out some other stuff because it's like, that's, that's not what I want. I want this turquoise vibration. That's peaceful. That's relaxed. That's, you know, non-judgmental, like, you know, be yourself around me. It's fine. Maybe I don't want to mm-hmm. be that tomorrow, but I want to be that today. So I think it helps a lot, again, to pick what you want and try not to focus on what you don't want. So you don't yeah. want to focus on like, oh, my God, there's other energy in here and I, I lost my space. It's more like, well, I'm just going to reclaim my space. How about that? I'll just, I'll just work on reclaiming it and keep it simple. And, and any feelings of anxiety, again, are kind of a sign like somebody else is in here. You know, because when you're playing with your energy, you're probably not going to, you don't feel anxiety. Why would you, you know? Yeah. When it's your own energy, usually things are a lot more simple. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. A lot more easy. Ease is, you know, sort of happening around you. And Um, yeah, simplicity. It's just simple. It's not complicated, you know? That's how I know maybe I'm getting off my own vibration is I start getting making stuff really complicated or getting way ahead of myself like three steps ten steps ahead up in the future like what are you doing over there you know like that that's not you you in this moment with your energy because when I'm with my energy in this moment like I'm right here I'm here I'm not I'm not you know worrying about what might happen if if this this and this takes place you know it's kind of like those racing thoughts Mm-hmm. Are, are another sign like I've drifted from my center you know it's not even that I'm being attacked I think we have to be careful because it's easy to start thinking you know maybe people are attacking me and I'm <laughs> I'm getting you know pushed into a corner like we don't want to feel disempowered here we don't want to start feeling somehow victimized but more just like I got to keep coming back to myself I got to keep coming back to myself like literally the most enlightened people I know have to keep coming back to themselves. There's nobody I've ever met, and I've met a lot of people, um, who really has this, like, figured out, like you, like a light switch, like just flip the switch. Like, no, everybody has to keep coming back. Everybody has to keep coming back because maybe that's one of the big things we're learning here is, like, keep coming back. Yeah, keep coming back to yourself. Uh, I'm not sure who started that. That if you uh, kind of lose your space and that it's going to be really difficult to go back and get it. 
well, what a great lie out there in the universe, because then we all get freaked out and feel like, well, forget it. I can't. Or, yeah, like I, I, I have to spend a lot of time and energy on this. And it's like, maybe not. You know, there's so much in our world that's built on creating that divide or keeping that divide going, like get that spirit out of that body. Okay, because if, if you get that spirit out of that body, you can sell out that body, all kinds of weird stuff that it doesn't need. You can get it to take medicine it doesn't need. You can get it to, you know, do all kinds of things that aren't necessary. So it's almost like our whole world is built on playing this game. Like, let's see if we can divide people and then watch them fight their way back. <laughs> it seems so silly when you see it like that, but. Yeah, and it's been going on for a long time on this I want to say it's getting worse, but I don't know. You know, I think when we were more, and I tend to romanticize the past a lot, and it probably was awful, but, you know, like when we were really living close to Earth and really in touch with natural cycles, I, I really feel like it was easier to maintain our own space because you're, you're so in touch with the weather and what's happening and the cycles and just the Earth. And that helped. I think that helped us a lot. We are physical beings on a planet. And now with technology and just this sort of the pace that we're moving at and the lightning speed of, of, of ideas, I think it's more disorienting for our yeah. bodies and more sort of, you know, a little more manic or a little more like, wow, I really do feel disconnected. Like I really have to work hard to stay present in this physical space because i mean i could just spin off you know i want to go look at that recipe for brownies oh no over there on the internet i need to go read that i mean we're just all over the place yeah i mean nobody walks around saying oh my god this tree's in my space exactly oh my god this mountain trees that i met today yeah it's still in my space like the communing with nature certainly is always gonna uh, sort of bring you back to your center because I don't think nature is asking um, anything from us in a way, let's say, like the internet is. Like, right. Go over here. Go buy this thing. Go look at this yeah. recipe. Yeah. So interesting. I just saw a headline and I'm famous for like looking at the headline and not actually reading the whole article. My bad. Um, but I saw an article that said people who live near green space and I'm going to get the facts wrong, but either have lower <laughs> cancer rates or longer lifespans yeah. or something like we literally need to have some nature, some exposure to nature for our own health and well-being. And I think we really have kind of forgotten that in these industrialized nations. You know, I think we've just kind of, you know how I know we've forgotten because of the way we treat the environment. If we really understood that, we would not be creating so much pollution and, you know, using all the resources because we would think to ourselves, we need to, we need to be protecting this. I know. And I think that's kind of also what we're talking about today is that when these just other energies that aren't yours are in your space, that distraction causes even more distraction And it just multiplies. And then pretty soon you're just, you know, you're not recycling. (laughs) Or you're not, you're driving on the freeway, you know, 
90 million miles an hour for no reason, but it's very dangerous to other people or what, you know, we get distracted and then the behavior kind of follows where it's not, it's only creating more separation or uh, lack of safety or something like that instead of uh, communion and creativity or just something else that's a lot more fun. Yes. Yeah. So in the sort of psychic communities out there, um, there have been lots of talk about like cutting cords and this idea of people courting you and, and stuff like that. So I'd like to come back to that. I'd like to take a break right now. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about like cutting cords and psychic scissors and stuff like that. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves. And on this show, we are talking to Julia Stone Street. She's a clairvoyant, intuitive counselor and writer, and sometimes astrologer. And we're talking about um, jumping on your wave that's yours versus other surfers jumping on your wave and getting you all mixed up. So uh, what we're kind of getting to in this part of the show is that um, there's lots of tools out there of how to sort of define your space, get back to your space. Um, And one of the ways we were talking about earlier is that you can always sort of define a color for yourself for the day to kind of get back into your own energy and um, you can change it up every day. And I think Julia, you had a a great sort of idea of like playing around with a turquoise color. Well, for me, I need to work hard on staying peaceful because I can get pretty wound up and yeah, I mean, I think when I'm picturing this color, I'm also imagining that it's arm's length around me. Like if I put my arm out to the side, to the front, to the back, above my head. So I'm in a bubble. You know, I need that bubble. I need that buffer zone. When I'm out in the world and I'm, I'm running errands, I'm out in the grocery store, I need that space. I need to uh, have that space. And then from that space, I can look around and go, wow, that lady's really angry you know but I don't have to feel it and I think that a lot of us are just going around and we're just feeling what's happening around us and then we don't understand why we're not enjoying our lives more you know and psychic people on some level you are asking for it you are asking to feel it you're like I want to know I want to know what that's like so you're you're where you invite it 
and then we forget that we're doing that. We don't feel good, and we forget we could we could sort of switch the energy. So a lot of I think a lot of psychic people tend to feel kind of victimized in a way, but really. I think everything we're experiencing, we agreed to experience. It's kind of like, and, and I would rather frame it that way and kind yeah. of take responsibility and say, okay, yeah, I did sink into a sinkhole for a while because I really wanted to check out that energy over there. And it was, it was creepy and weird and I had to go look at it. I needed to get in it and just feel it, you know, and then I came back out, you know, but I think a lot of psychic people feel sort of, victimized by their abilities and they don't see that they're inviting certain experiences, you know, like they're really calling it in. Yeah. So about calling it in. So in the psychic communities over many, many years now, we've heard about people courting you and then you got to cut the cords and like, what, what is all that? Like now in 2018 coming up on the holidays we're going to be in gatherings of people. Stuff's going to happen. What does that mean when you walk away from a party and you're all courted? <laughs> I think that the, the idea of courting, it's a great way to visualize some of the energy exchanges that happen. Like if I care about you, I'm going to want to have a connection from my heart to your heart, you know, or I'm going to, if I'm your parent, I'm going to want to have connections from my heart to the way you're going to survive when you're a baby, you know? So these cords, these lines of energy that get created between people are, are, they're helpful. You know, we do this with our friends. We do this with people we love. We, we do it with people we work with. We have to make a team, you know, we have to put our heads together. We have to get our minds on the same wavelength and, it's not a problem. It's actually probably one of the joys of being a human. Like when those, when the energy's flowing in a really beautiful way in those chords, it's, it's energizing, it's inspiring, you know, it's, it feels like it's healing. It's just that if we have a bunch of these chords and they're just, there's energy running in and out of us, some of these chords could be old, could be like, wait, I broke up with that guy like five years ago. You know, like, what? <laughs> why like am I still, problem. I know, right? Like, why am I still doing this energy thing? Or like, oh, I, those are my coworkers from like three jobs ago. Yeah, I care about them and I want to know how they're doing. But maybe it'd be better to send a little Facebook message as opposed to having these, these sort of super highways of energy. Not all cords are super highways. Some could be a tiny little tattered thread, but others are big depending on how much you care about someone or how important they are to you. So I think sometimes, yeah, we got to sit down and kind of be willing to unhook from the ones that aren't necessary right now. You know, you don't have to get rid of all of them and you don't have to, you know, do it in an extreme way. But again, just acknowledging it, like I need to kind of let some of these chords come out right now because I'm not talking to you on the phone right now. That was yesterday and that was great and we caught up, but I can't keep the energy connection going like this right now because I'm doing something else and I need that energy. So what about um, like cutting the cords themselves? It's like I kind of want to maybe have us experiment with the heart space and have us sort of 
cut all these cords and then put back the ones you want. I personally never liked the whole visualization of cutting the cords because it reminds me of some really gruesome movies of people like veins being cut blood i don't know <laughs> it's just too too so let's not do that let's not do that like, one to me i like to do the like okay you have a cord coming into my space i'm gonna look at my end of it i'm just gonna gently twist it like like i'm opening a bottle just twist and release that just seems a little more gentle now, yeah. again, in the end, these are all visualization techniques for us, ways for us to try to picture this energy reality that we're in right now that's not very visible. It doesn't really make sense to our rational mind, especially the way we're kind of raised to see things. Like, we're sort of programmed not to look at this stuff. Don't look at it. You know, so if if you want to cut that cord, like, I need to cut the cord with the old boss, like, he's still here, he still shows up, he's still trying to boss me around or, like, criticize me. Wait, I don't work there anymore. Then, if you want to cut it, cut it! You know, get the big garden shears and hack away <laughs> at it. If that's helpful for you, you know, for me, I don't know why, I get weird images that are unpleasant when I think about cutting cords. But I like the twist and release, you know, just twist and release. Like, it's fine. I'm not mad. You're not. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen on your side. That's another thing. I don't know what's going to happen when I take our cord out. You might flip out, but I know for me right now, I need to do this. It's so funny when you, when you do a meditation where you're cleaning up cords and suddenly the phone starts ringing and it's somebody. (laughs) Yeah, the phone just rang over here. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's somebody like I just pushed, I just cut the cord, dad. I just took the cord out and you call, you know, I mean, that's, that's such one of the beautiful things about the whole spirit energy psychic realm is that we get confirmation. We don't always notice it, but it's there all the time. Like I just did something I know because he called, you know, or yeah, it doesn't always happen, but it happens a lot. Yeah. So um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about um, kind of what do you do like sort of before, you know, a gathering, let's say around the holidays, like kind of before in the middle of it and then after the gathering, like what do you do cord wise or um, in your space wise? Well, I always like to picture the color that I want to have in my space I, I do the arm's length part. I, I might imagine a thin layer on the very outer edge, maybe some really sparkly gold energy, or I know a lot of people use like an electric blue, but something to really make it more real for me. Like, this is my bubble. You know, this is my space. I'm only really responsible for what happens in here. That's really all I can manage. Mm-hmm. And then for the actual event that I'm going to, I might pick a color for that too. Like, okay, this is kind of what I want to experience at this event. So maybe I want like pink lemonade and it's sparkly and there's some gold sparkles in there. And it's, it's warm. It's playful. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a space where everyone feels accepted. Nobody has to come in there feeling defensive. Now, just because I'm setting that energy of the event 
for myself doesn't mean that everybody's going to be able to play with that energy. But it means that I can go to the event and there's room for me to kind of just be in the energy I want and hopefully have the experience I want at the party. Um, All of these things, uh, they really are simple things. We can make it complicated, but just the the very simple act of setting these intentions, this is one way to do that, set an intention, you know, it helps. It just helps you go into that event feeling a little more like, I'm doing this for me, I'm choosing to go here, and this is the energy I'd like to experience. And let's see what happens. So then you go to this event, you have a great time, you come home, and then what do you do? Then I might change my color a little bit again to kind of show, like, I'm shifting gears now. I'm moving into a different space, you know, moving into post-party space. And maybe that's, maybe that's a little more quiet. Maybe that's a little more like now, you know, depending on how many people you live with, it might be like now I'm really shifting into, like, quiet time, my own real space, processing maybe some of what happened at the party because, one thing that does happen when you start playing with energy is that some people get more rowdy in reaction to you <laughs> taking charge of your energy. So you might come yes. back from the party and feel like, gee, people really threw some crazy energy at me tonight or just really were trying to push my buttons, you know, to try to push me off my off my energy space. Um And that's a tricky space because I think that's where some of us go, well, I must not be very good at this, you know, because it didn't work or it didn't work as well as I wanted it to. It's like, well, maybe it did work. Maybe it worked really well. And maybe other people sensed that something was different in the energy field and got reactive, you know, just because people are reactive doesn't mean you're not doing it right. That could be the biggest confirmation you get. Yeah. And so sometimes I like what you said there, that just they sense a difference in the energy and they have a reaction. But that doesn't mean that if their reaction was bad or good, that that really is saying what the energy is. And it's that thing of coming back to yourself like, oh, wait, wait, that's right. <laughs> I'm a little more tapped in <laughs> than maybe some other folks that are in front of me right now. So I can come back to myself and I can play with other tools or Uh, maybe expand my energy a little bit more, whatever. There's other things we could be doing. Um, But I I wanted to go back to what you said about um, throwing energy. Um, I I do think that we're living in very strange times with just, you know, social media and the way folks comment on things. And it can be pretty scary for some folks, especially psychic folks. And some people do... Uh, well, anyone could be throwing energy at you, but um, what do you mean by that? Well, it's interesting, and I think the more you clean up your own space, the more you kind of have a light around you, and the more light you have around you, the more your light is going to shine on other people's, I want to call it pain, or their unhappiness or their dysfunction or the fact that they don't have any space for their own energy might be another way to say it. And sometimes 
when you're that person who's who's got bulb. someone around you, or no, you're the you're next to the light bulb, right? Like <laughs> let's say you're at the party and somebody next to you, their energy's just sparkly and and it's very it's flowing and they look great, you know, and they're glowing, and you just really want to hate that person. And it's not even that you hate the person; it's the energy in your space is kind of like I need to. I need to destroy that. I'm going to kill it. I mean, I'm kidding, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's uh, like for very sensitive people, this is happening all the time. So you could be at a party, a holiday party, or you could be at the grocery store and experience the same sort of. Yeah. Like this rage, like people right, want to yeah. throw energy. Like literally I see images of people picking up handfuls of like spaghetti and throwing it against the wall. Like, they're throwing energy at you because because they're in pain because they don't know how to get the same kind of freedom in their own space because they they feel hopeless or kind of like I've so lost my space I don't I don't know if I could get it back and yet I see you at the party you're reminding me that it's possible you know yeah. you're like a beacon of light and I love images I love metaphors and a metaphor I use a lot is like you're a lantern and like soot gets on the glass, like this grime gets on the glass. And after a while, we can't see your light because it's kind of your lantern got dirty. And then you take the time to clean your lantern and you take the time to clean that glass so that the light is really shining. Well, now your light is shining on someone else's soot, like someone else's dirty, messed up lantern. And their reaction probably is going to be anger towards you. You didn't do anything. You're not doing anything to them. But your light is shining on their pain. And when they're around you, that's what they see. That's what they feel. And without any consciousness, those folks are going to want to either get away from you or take you down a notch. Like, kind of bring you down. Like, you know, to to get that light off their pain. Yeah, again, it's like back to that distracting thing. I know. And yet if they hung out with a light bulb, you know, it it might shine them up too. Exactly. It's it's just the... And also, you wouldn't be hanging out with a light bulb unless you kind of wanted a wake-up call, you know? Again, like, why are you running into that person? You know, probably to get a little bit of a hello, like... (laughs) What are you doing in there? You know, and it's okay. It's all right. We don't need to feel bad about it. But, you know, you can have something else. You can always have something else. And if you don't want it, that's fine. And if you do, that's fine. Yeah, I I guess it's just always um, that idea of separation or distraction or what's possible. um, And then somebody else thinking, I want to be separate. Nothing's possible. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> These people are having too good of a time. I'm not. I need to go where my energy is sort of going to match with other energies. And and I do think there is something about the matching of energies that happen, um, certainly at the psychic level um, all the time, um, but definitely with people and their energies. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that about, you know, matching energies. Well, we don't have all these wonderful sayings for nothing, like birds of a feather flock together. You know, you're going to go and be with people 
that have similar energy struggles because how, what a better way to figure it out? You know, like what better way to figure it out than to get surrounded by other people who are struggling with the same energy? And I had a mentor once and he, he said, he used to work for the government and he said, everyone I know who works for the government has some kind of father problem, like a dad issue. Like, because the government energy is sort of like this weird, unloving father or something. And it's not that I even agree, but it just was kind of like, wow, that makes so much sense that people go where they need to go to grow, you know? And for some people, that's the PTA at the public school. For some people, that's, you know, a certain kind of job or certain hobbies. Like, we're going to find those same people. And usually... You know, we don't have to like all of those people. We might not like very many of those people, but we go and find them because that's our way to figure this out. Like, okay, wait, look how she's doing that. You know, I'm at the PTA. These moms are seem like really cutthroat moms. Like that one's making her own baby food. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, like this lady, she's, you know, doing the cloth diapers or whatever. And you just, you feel that like female energy, like, like mother perfection thing that is really difficult if you're a parent. It's like there, I cannot do that. There's no way I can do this perfectly. Um, And yet here I am with these other women that are trying, they're trying to play that game. What better way for me, you know, to grow through my own weird, I have to be the perfect mom than to be around these other people who are also trying and probably doing a much better job than me. And that's fine. You know, I admit some of those moms drive me crazy. Like I really do feel hostile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> so th- so this is good though this is a really yeah, good example because good. now we've come full circle so somebody else is the light bulb and we're not <laughs> yeah and, and it's annoying and so yeah i really like that yeah it's annoying and sometimes it's also like you look at some of those moms and you think that's so great. You're making your own baby food and it's organic, but you don't look happy. Like, again, what are you doing? Like, why? Why do you have to make the organic baby food? Who is that in your space? Like, who, who's doing that? Because I can tell that you would rather sit around in your pajamas and watch some cartoons. But for some reason, that's unacceptable, you know, because there's something in your space. So uh, I usually think the people who are shining the light seem pretty relaxed and they usually have a good sense of humor. In my, my experience, the ones that are trying really hard to be something or someone that's not really authentic generally look like they're in pain and they could be the most awesome looking people on paper, like most successful, you know, in the right weight range and, you know, no acne or whatever, but (laughs) they don't seem happy. It's like, God, you have everything. That's why when I see famous people who like Anthony Bourdain just look like, wow, why would you want to end your life? You have everything, but it's like, how do I know? I don't know. I mean, certainly now I can look at him and say, wow, that guy had some real pain, but it's always a shock when you find out that someone that you think has everything is actually really struggling. Yeah, I, I do think uh, something about that play of energy with perfection, I think, gets in there. And um, even as a super sensitive person, it's so much 
easier to just uh, judge or go into other distractive type of um, commentary <laughs> about what's in front of you instead of uh, finding your own space and being in your own energy. And, you know, I think with some of the uh, sort of deaths and uh, folks sort of moving on from the planet that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, you can see that not everybody has this figured out. And it'd be great if we did, but then yeah. I think the planet would look a lot different. And it's int- Oh, yeah. God, we would be so different if everybody could wake up and own their own space. I mean, that is such a revolutionary concept. I can't even imagine what that would look like. But it's interesting because I, I did bring up the suicide thing and, and there's help out there for anybody who feels that low. But honestly, isn't suicide the ultimate, like, I can't get my space back, so I'm leaving. Like, that's it. I can't, I can't do it. I got to get out of here. Yeah, I think um, I kind of don't really have a kind of frame of mind around it. Because I think psychically, I just see so many different sort of avenues that are kind of going on with that space. Um, I am much too much of a glutton for punishment to kill myself. I have to find out what's going to happen. And I like to get into (laughs) weird situations with energy and then go completely unconscious and be like, why? Why is it so painful? And then snap out of it. Like, I freaking love that game. And I'm not, I, I can admit it. I, I probably, for the first half of my life, was in complete denial. Like, why are these things happening to me? You know, but the older I get, the more I'm just like, this is crazy. And my number one thing has to be not to take it too seriously. I cannot take this too seriously. Even though I do, when I fall into the weird energy pool, and it all seems so real, but... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't take it too seriously because yeah, this reality is ridiculous in so many ways. <laughs> I know. There's, there's literally so much going on all the yeah, time. Yeah, and it's, it's hilarious amazing. and it's heartbreaking yeah. and it's all of that and more. And, you know, ride it as long and as far as you can. That's my theory. Like, just keep going. Maybe there's some weird moment of, well, there's always weird moments of enlightenment, but you just don't know what's going to be around the next corner. I love that unpredictability. So just to sort of finish up this episode, I want you to talk about sort of past time, present time, and future time. Because I think as a psychic, we can, we just jump around between all sorts of time all the time. That is true. That's really funny. I guess there's a part of me that's not the earthbound part. That's like there really is no beginning, middle, end, or it happened then, or it's going to happen in the future. You know, and I've had spiritual experiences of feeling that sort of like there is no time. And I know some of our listeners know what I'm talking about. On the other hand, in this reality, in this game that we're playing, time seems very real, you know, and I don't know. I just try to keep coming back to this moment here, whatever that is, you know, especially in my human form. It's like I got to keep coming back here because this is where I can manage the energy and make changes. 
uh, drifting out, going all over the place. I love to do that too, but I have to be kind of mindful, like keep coming back. Mm -hmm. I think there's some other realm where the game is so different from what we think we're doing here that we can't even conceive of it, where, where time really is not an issue at all. But because we picked this world, this is a very time-bound reality. You know, we see that, see that in the way our bodies age and just, you know, we can't escape it. But um, be here now, Ram Dass. I mean, the guy was a genius, even though he got there by questionable means. <laughs> Good for him. It makes sense. Like, be here now. Come back. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Yeah, he definitely um, introduced that into the culture of just being here now, which is really awesome. And hard. And hard. So, yeah. So, for today, I think if listeners could pick out a color that they want to be in and hang it out in for the rest of today, I think that would be really good. It would give you a really good taste of um, present time. Yeah, give and it a try. Give it a try. It's, uh, and keep it's putting your attention, put your attention on what you want and try not to put too much energy on what you don't want. Like, oh, I hate that. I don't like that. Like, try to stop and just instead say, this is what I want. The color of the year is coral. It's like a some kind of a corally, orangey pink. I love that color. Like, let's try that on. You know, that's going to make you feel so relaxed. Like you're floating in an ocean, you know, and a warm ocean. And why not? Because you know what? Two minutes from now, you're probably going to go shooting off to some other energy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So keep but while you're back. here. <laughs> <laughs> keep coming back. Exactly. So this has been great having you on the show again. We covered many, many topics. If you folks have any questions, you can always send an email to surfingthepsychicwaves at gmail.com. You can also email inflowradio. And we are looking forward to Venus's show up next and then Summer Mystery. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.